1: Well, David Warner delivered in his 100th T20 International. South Africa is aiming to become the second visiting team in history to win a bilateral ODI series against the women's team. Tomorrow, we've got the under-19 World Cup final between Australia and India. And later this week, India and England will fight for a series lead. And last but not least, of course, Michael Nees are back in the Australian test squad for their tour of New Zealand. As William morris Laurie would say, it is all happening Barats and Deresa from Crick Bars and SEN Cricket is a happy man is on the line right now. Hello, my friend. Uh,
0: hello, man. And I'm so happy that you kept the best news for last uh, with Michael Nisa <laughs> yes. back uh, and the hashtag Nisa Must Play campaign. Uh, alive and kicking. I mean, not that mm. it ever faded away.
1: The, this is true. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Just a, a thought on last night's match. Look, 400 runs down to the final over, mm. more or less. Not a bad night's entertainment, wasn't it, for... For Hobart spectators the thing about it is at this time of the year off the back of a a gripping test series it can be difficult can't it to get up for these fixtures Mm -hmm. Uh, for me personally I I look at this and say okay it's nice to see some of the talent in this West Indies side I guess from a broader perspective you know we saw it with Warner at the start of his career and then off the back of this Gabba winner I think about the depth of ability in West Indies cricket at the moment Mm. but uh, perhaps Barat in relation to the test format, it's it's more sort of bigger picture thinking for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, with, when it comes to their test team and like you know, their test fortunes, there's so much more to it than just what we see on the field, right? Like, which is why um, when they did uh, pull off that uh, remarkable win at the Gabba the other day, um, uh, I, the first thing I said was, Let's celebrate this win, let's not talk about revival, let's not talk about or what this could mean in the bigger scheme of things let's just focus on the then and now and craig brathwaite completely agreed with me and uh, uh you know so that's that's in terms of uh, in, in terms of their test cricket uh but uh, look i mean uh when it comes to t20 cricket uh you know they've been twice champions in the last yeah. 10 years yeah. or 11 years and, and also i mean just look at their squad everybody's come back and it's 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 a thing with the west indies last i think the last time around when they um, ironically, were in Hobart and got knocked out in round one. It was the only time uh, it felt like at a T20 World Cup, all the boys didn't come back into uh, the band. Like you know, the boys are back in town. Mm-hmm. Has been their theme, right? They go around the world, play a lot of T20 cricket, but then whenever it's a T20 World Cup, they come back. And no surprises that the guy who's brought most of them back is Darren Sammy, who's at the helm of their white ball uh, teams as coach twice, World Cup champion as well. Uh, and, and you've seen it. I mean, Andre Russell didn't do much yesterday with the bat, but he's back. And Kuran seems to have mm. finally settled down in that side. Uh, and it looks like a team that could challenge many teams come the T20 World Cup.
1: Yeah, Jason Holder, he, he sort of kept them in the game there at the end. He's, he's a brute of a man. You forget when you haven't seen him for a while how how big... An individual here. You mentioned there, Dre Russ Zampa bowled him. He was superb, Adam Zampa, wasn't he? Three for twenty six. You know, if if the team is scoring ten and over in a chase, and you're bowling at three for twenty six, I mean that that is impressive, and continues to impress with a white ball.
0: Well, you know what? In the last eighteen months or so, and especially in the last few months after what he did at the World Cup as well, after uh, an ordinary start. He's really like laying the stake to become, uh, laying a claim to become the probably the greatest white ball bowler Australia have ever produced. That might sound blasphemous when you have the likes of Shane Warne and Glenn Mm -hmm. McGrath clips doing the rounds on his birthday yesterday. Uh, But uh, the influence and the impact he seems to have, both in 50-over cricket and especially in T20 cricket, uh, is is quite something. And and he does it against the best, doesn't he? I mean, I've seen his battles against uh, Hardik Pandya. Uh, when, whenever India play Australia. And we've seen it against Dre Russ in the past as well. Every time Russell comes out, a lot of teams like to go to their wrist spinner and it took him one ball, right? Yeah. Like one ball to get rid of him. But you're right. I mean, West Indies were flying when Adam uh, Zampa came into the attack. He pulled things back and then creates that first wicket. But he does it so often. I mean, if not for his spell uh, with back spasms against Sri Lanka in that third uh, World Cup game, the league game, when Australia was 0-2, who knows how that campaign would have mm. ended. So, mm. And when they won the T20 World Cup in 2021, well, he was the star, wasn't
1: he? He was. And then, you know, David Warner, the first Australian to play 100 matches in all three formats. Funnily enough, he's 100th Test Match, player of the match. 130I, player yeah. of the match. And 100th T20, player of the match. You know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, despite all the knockers and naysayers in, in the past few years, he's, he seems very determined to to exit on his terms.
0: Oh, he loves the big moments, doesn't he, David Warner? Uh, you know, he's uh, uh, always been that kind of character uh, on and off the field. And, and he just kind of, and some of them do, don't they? Uh, I mean, in India, we always spoke about Virat Kohli being that guy. Uh, we've seen it with others as well. Chris Gale was one of them. Where, when, when the whole world's watching, or if it's a milestone kind of innings, or uh, when people are anyway talking about you, you just make it a little more special. You did it at that uh, famous double hundred at the MCG, battling cramps and all of that, um, and, and yeah, I mean, made a hundred in Bangalore in 2017 in his hundred ODI. So uh, he, he he knows he knows his moments and he knows how to make the most of them. Does David Warner? And it feels like he never left.
1: Yeah, intriguing. Watch tomorrow night for Generation Next, the Under 19s World Cup final. Uh, some bragging rights up for grabs here after what happened in uh, the men's final in Medabad. I oh, know Kerry O'Keefe's talked openly and glowingly about Sam Constance but you know given both senior teams Australia and India Bharat seem to be in a bit of a, a transition mm. phase yeah you know, this is a good glimpse into some bright prospects for the future
0: oh very much so and already uh, there's something about the T20 uh, under 19 World Cup sorry uh, and Ian Bishop being on air right like he he's almost become the voice of under 19 cricket yeah he makes stars in that tournament does Bishop, and uh, He's doing it again. His, his amazing call that night. Uh, and, and, you know, what started off as a very one sided contest, I thought of Australia were dominating it. But then the slide, the collapse, and then the last cricket partnership to take them home. Um, in one of, like, as thrilling a finish as you would see in any level of cricket. And India did the same. They were down and out against South Africa, and they came back from the brink. Um, and you're right. I mean, look, and the fact is that a lot of, uh, you look back in time, a lot of, uh, juniors or teenagers who win the under-19 worker for their respective countries don't always go on to mm. higher honours. For a lot of them, this will be the highlight of their cricket career. And I think, again, like with West Indies winning Test Matches, it's so important also to stay in the moment and just celebrate what's happening there. But you're right. I mean, there are a few big names from both teams and not just uh, from Australia and India. I mean, some of the South African fast bowlers we saw uh, and some others around the world, even the Pakistani kid, 15-year-old fast bowler, turned the game around. <laughs> uh, there's a lot to look forward yeah. to in the next few years. Uh, and but yeah, it, it's not always everyone, but there'll always be standouts. And uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of people in India, it, it, even though they won't get the men's 50-over World Cup trophy back, uh, it is maybe they already own it on paper, mm. as a lot of them said. But uh, they will be looking forward to it. it a bit of maybe uh, they'll look for some revenge in this.
1: Third test gets underway later this week. England and India. It's been fascinating, hasn't it, at one, 1-1? One, you know, two styles that match up well. You know, who'd have thought that Hartley would have more wickets so far on the shoes than, than Ashwin? <laughs> Coley's been absent. Folks has been anointed as the best keeper of all time. And that that spell by Boomer, you know, that turned the tables. And it's actually quite nice to to discuss, isn't it, that we're talking about a fast bowler spell on Indian pitchers making the difference?
0: Oh, I... I said it out aloud when that happened, and I said, "This is the best spell I've seen by an Indian fast bowler on oh, home soil." Maybe that it, it was in the top three spells we've ever seen by an Indian fast bowler in Test cricket. Obviously, um, the cricket historians jumped on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> clips of Kapil Dev and even Javagal Srinath, which I do remember watching as a kid growing up uh, in Ahmedabad. But you're right. I mean, he just uh, England was looked like they were in a position where they could really. Uh, push India and maybe even go 2-0 ahead. But Bumrah just does that, right? First Indian fast bowler ever to get to number one in the test rankings and the first ever bowler to be number one ranked on first fast bowler anyway across all three formats. Uh, I mean, he's just special. Uh, just is, with yeah. Boombra. A lot like watching Pat Cummins, right? You see the opposition are batting. They're in a good position and even before they start bowling, you see Boombra or Cummins at the top of the mark and you're like, here we go. It's the end mm. of the party. They're the party poopers. <laughs> so, uh, no, but, but overall, you're right. I mean, we have to grudgingly admit that basketball seems to be working on uh, those uh, interesting pitches. They've not been as dramatic or uh, they haven't turned as drastically as what we saw last year when Australia were there. But, uh, they've still uh, kept spinners, uh, bowlers, and batters into play. We've seen two excellent test pitches, especially the one in Wiseag for the second test. Um, uh, and, you know, England have gone off to Abu Dhabi, as is their norm, to play some golf. Mm. Uh, but they'll come back believing that they have a, as good a chance as any England team has ever had to win a test series
1: on Indian soil? I think so. Yeah, I mean, we saw Pope's wonderful knock in the first test, and, you know, Crawley's batting beautifully. It's it, They just match up so well. And a couple of interesting interesting, I remember his spell, he got four wickets of the Gabba against Australia in 91, where he just had the ball on a string. He ripped through Jones, he ripped through Border, and, you know, for me, he's still the premier quick in, in Indian history, but I think mm. on this trajectory, Jasper will get him. But, you know, couple in context, 434 wickets, you know, almost identical oh, yeah. home and away figures, uh, quite quite incredible. But, you uh, before we let you go, uh, Barat, just a quick word. The Australian women's team—you know—is this one of those things where, you know, if they do lose to South Africa, it would be the first mm-hmm. time that they've lost a bilateral series since New Zealand, nineteen eighty-seven. Will we'll, Will Elisa Healy channel Pat Cummins and say, "Look, as a cricket fan, this is good to see for international yeah. cricket."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, uh, Elisa Healy doesn't hold back, does she? When uh, it comes to uh, you know speaking her mind, uh, she already said that in India when. Uh, she sort of lamented about how every time her team loses is when people talk about uh, her team. And, and look, that's also credit to how good they've been for such a long time. And, and, you know, already a lot of talk about this gap between the Australian women's team and, and the rest of the world closing. And I guess it's we've just reached a point where there was a time when it felt like even on an off day, this Australian team looked unbeatable. But now a lot of these other teams have caught up where even, even this almighty Australian team have to play... Uh, Pretty much their best game every time to to win, and that's a great sign for women's cricket and cricket overall. Uh, but yeah, I mean South Africa have had a great tour already. They still have that Test match to go uh, at the WACA after all this. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it just adds a more more interest. That you spoke about it earlier. You feel like the men's summer is just coming to an end and the interest is sort of fading away. But uh, this Australia South Africa series has been super intriguing, and it's uh, set for a thrilling white ball climax today.
1: Indeed. And the second men's T1020 International Australia West Indies tomorrow in your hometown of Adelaide. You catch all the action live mm. right here on SEN. Thank you so much for your time as always, Barat. No, it's any time, man. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. And you. there is he is. Barat from SEN Cricket and Crick Buzz.